Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver. And with me today, I have Hayden Crabtree. Welcome, Hayden. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome. I'm really glad to, to have you here. And Hayden's got a great story, great background, and a great book to share with us. Uh, some of the, the secrets of how to be successful in real estate. But before we dive in, Hayden, and we kind of just uh, go down the road of your story and some of the advice that you have for the audience. Um, tell us just a little bit about yourself, where you're from, you know, all of that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm currently 25. Uh, I'm from Georgia, born in a small town in North Georgia, currently live in Atlanta. Um, I got started in real estate whenever I headed over to the University of Georgia uh, for college. And I kind of realized that what they were teaching me over there was not really what I wanted to learn. You know, I always, always had this burning desire of like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a business owner. I want freedom. I want control of my life. And most importantly, I want to make a lot of money. Like just always knew that I wanted to make a lot of money. And, um, you know, I kind of got started in, in, college and realized that the people who were teaching me how to go out and, you know, be a business owner or in business college, like they weren't teaching me anything about how to be an employee, you know, and it wasn't until uh, a mentor of mine told me to read a little purple book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that I got the idea of, hey, maybe there's something to this real estate thing, right? Because my parents, you know, my parents aren't entrepreneurs, they're not investors, they're just normal W2 people, and I love them to death. But I didn't really get exposure to that. Nobody in my family had that exposure. And so that was really my first exposure early in college. And, um, you know, I read that book, said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to learn how to be a real estate investor, started skipping class. I found a mentor who was a real estate investor, owned, um, I think, a couple hundred houses at the time, some apartments, flipping wholesale and doing a lot of different kinds of real estate deals. And I started skipping class in college to go work for him for free. And I did that for over a year. And that's really where I cut my teeth you know, in the real estate world of figuring out how things work and where I wanted to focus, which, you know, has ended up being commercial real estate, value add commercial real estate. Uh, and so that's just a little background of, of how we got here. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, what's funny is, I don't know how many people say rich dad, poor dad, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that every time I think about that book, um, I think about how it started. And it started as a manual for, uh, for Robert Kiyosaki's game, right? Mm -hmm. And um, his cash flow game. And if you haven't ever played his cash flow game, it's probably the most expensive board game you're ever going to buy. It's like 100 bucks or 80 bucks or something. But just go get it. Just just buy it on Amazon. It'll be here in two days. But but that game, it was like a manual. And then he got on Oprah. And then all of a sudden, it was the book, right? It was Oh my gosh, the book was selling like crazy. So thank goodness for the rest of us that maybe wouldn't have bought it as the manual for the game. So I always think of, you know, fortunate circumstances there. So I like that because there's a lot of people, maybe they're still in college, maybe they were in college 20, 30, 40 years ago and didn't graduate or suffered through it and thought, what am I doing? Right. And they didn't have the courage 
or the opportunity that you did, you know, finding the mentor. I mean, that's, that's, you know, Tony Robbins says, if you want something, find somebody who's got it and do what they did. Right. So, um, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, so a couple of things, what was your first step? Was it find the mentor or was it to take action in some way? Was it to evaluate deals? Like what was your, the very first step that you did? Yeah, my first step, I mean, listen, it's not complicated. I'm not a smart guy. Got on Google. I typed in how to be a real estate investor. <laughs> and the first link that popped up, I clicked on it, you know, and that led me to a, a website called Bigger Pockets, where I kind of explored around there. They had a little search bar and I typed in the city I was in, which University of Georgia is in Athens, typed in Athens, Georgia. Uh, a couple forums popped up. I read about this one guy where he said, you know, I, I had a uh, wholesaled eight duplexes, so 16 total units, made a couple hundred grand. A year later, he went on to buy them back from the guy he wholesaled them from, did a renovation on it, and then did a cash out refi. At the end of the day, he had made a couple hundred grand from wholesale fees, had no money in the deals, uh, had, you know, tax benefits galore, and the property was still cash flowing. I was just like, what is this guy even saying? Like, you know, as a 19 year old kid, I was like, I don't even know what a refi is. You know, I had no idea. And so for me, a lot of my success has come from the idea of like, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to do it. And so in that exact moment, I said, this guy is going to be my mentor. I stalked him. His phone number wasn't right there. I, I searched on the internet for 20 minutes, found a phone number on Google, picked up the phone and gave the guy a call and said, hey, I'd love to buy you lunch. I'd love to meet you for coffee. He said, I don't drink coffee. I'm too busy for lunch. You can meet me in 15 minutes at this property I'm going to right now. I said, wow. text me the address, hop in the car, went and met him. You know, He showed me this renovation project he was doing on a six unit. And, uh, you know, just looking at my go, Hey, I have no experience. I have no money. I have no connections. I have no network. I don't know what is going on, but I know for sure this is what I need to be doing instead of, you know, spending my time looking at a textbook. Uh, so I'll work for you for free, you know? And he just looked at me like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I'm serious. Like, this is what I want to do. I never met this guy a day in life. I stalked him on the internet, looked up his phone number here. I was 30 minutes later saying, I want to work for you for free. And that's how it started. You know, um, you, the way that I wrap everything up that you just said is you took action and, you know, there's people out there in the audience right now and they're saying, I love real estate. I know a little bit about it or I'm reading about it or, and they just are paralyzed normally because of fear of something. Right. And the only thing that cures fear is action. And, and you took action, you took action to Google you know, how to be a real estate investor. You took action to educate yourself on bigger pockets. You took action to find a mentor. And then, you know, you take action, you take action, you take action until you get traction, right? And then you got traction and the rest is, now it's just a matter of how many times can you do it, right? And, and, and I mean, I know there's more to it than that and managing the debt, but, you know, I met a guy one time, he, he retired at, uh, from a, uh, power company at 35. He got a big buyout. It was Warren Buffett owned the power company, right place, right time, smart guy, Arthur Anderson consultant, blah, 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 blah. But he had to get lucky. It was right place, right time. So we were going to do this, one of the first business deals that I ever did. And he said, well, Jim, we're not going to use our own money. And I was like, well, how do you, how do you, how are we going to, I mean, you, you, did you remember what they, you know, they're asking? I mean, we got to come up with at least 10 or 20% of that, don't we? And he's like, you know, this is a long time ago. And he's like, nope, we don't have to come up with anything. We're not going to use our money. And, and you know, I learned that was like one of the best lessons I ever learned. And I thought, well, this guy's worth $50 million. 
What's he going to do with his? I mean, you know, and I still don't know what he's doing with his 50 million bucks, but he's not putting it in deals. I can tell you that much. So uh, way back to the beginning, he said, I want to have a lot of money. Now, this is what I say, is I say, money gives you choices, choices give you freedom. And my 23-year-old daughter, she always says to me, you know, when she was high school and she'd throw a fit, all you care about is money. When she Now, that was about the time she changed from pre-med to theater. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> all you care about is money. And I said, money gives you choices. Choices give you freedom. I care about freedom and I want you to have freedom. That's why I'm, I'm a little skeptical about the theater degree. Okay. So, um, and, uh, I, I hope that she proves me way wrong someday, but it hasn't happened yet. So you, so what drove that, that you wanted to have a lot of money? Was it just competitiveness? Was it adversity? Was it seeing somebody else that had money? What drove that? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been psychologically uh, analyzed in that. You know, I mean, my my parents, they do well. Um, and so I've always liked the ability to, to, to just have things. But I think maybe one of the first experiences is the guy who owns the company my dad works for is, you know, it is a is a, a, a nine figure business. And I went over to their house one time and I remember, you know, that they, they pointed to the, the painting above their fireplace. So that was a two million dollar painting. Wow. And I just go why it's like because that's what we want to do you know and just that idea kind of like what you said you know i just want to do what i want to do you know and i realized that money was the gateway in order to doing that now of course money can only solve money problems but there are a lot of money problems in the world you know and so as long as you take care of the other stuff your health relationships money will take care of the rest for you absolutely what was your what was your first deal talk about your that your first deal you know you work for this guy for free you kind of learn and then when you went out and did your first deal, tell me about that. Yeah. So, I mean, my first deal was, was with him as a partner. I essentially went from working for free to working for equity inside of deals, which was great. I mean, after about a year of working for free, I'd learned the ropes on, you know, several different stages from helping him wholesale deals, flip houses, buy single family rentals and move cash from single family up into bigger multifamily properties uh, in 1031 exchanges. And so, you know, my first deal was a, it was a half a million dollar storage facility that we did under a lease option, put $30,000 into that uh, deal as a down payment. Again, none of that was my own cash. As you said, you don't have to have your own cash. And so um, we put another, I think, $40,000 into it. So we're a total of $70,000 into this deal. Uh, and, you know, today the deal, the deal sold, we sold it for $1.2 million. So, you know, turned $70,000 to $700,000 in a matter of, uh, you know, two years. And really, that's just like a light switch of, you know, Man, commercial real estate is where it's at in every sense of the way. I mean, there are a lot of people who love houses. I don't know that I've ever seen any house deal where you could turn 70K into 700K. And uh, that's just the power of whether it be I personally like storage units, you know, down in where, in where you're at. Big popular thing that I'm a fan of is uh, boat and RV storage facilities. Yep. Um, but it's the same for multifamily deals. It's the same for industrial. It's the same for retail. Any commercial real estate complex of, of any kind uh, is the type of property that I love. So so the other thing to think about with the way that we think about this, especially like with infinite banking, Hayden, is, you know, like if I were going to do the deal that you just talked about, you really didn't have $75,000 in the deal. You had whatever the $75,000 or 70,000, I'm sorry, whatever the $70,000 cost you. 
right? So if you're doing infinite banking, you got all this money shoved in this tax shelter that's like an insurance contract, and you take a loan from the insurance company, you only have to pay the interest on the 70,000 until you sell the deal or you pay that back with cash flow or whatever. So, you know, think about that. When you think about the multiple, then you really, if you had $10,000 of interest in that and you made 700 grand, that's a pretty good multiple, right? 70, yeah. Yeah, that's a 70, right. And, you know, it's funny when I tell people, okay, look, if I'm gonna do this, uh, you know, like we're looking 25% cash on cash. That's we, if it's not right there or better, something, something's wrong. Right. And, and they go, well, I have people that tell me, oh, that's low. But I, I try to use it as an example because I don't think it's high and I don't think it's low, but I think it's kind of, it's kind of okay. But when I have somebody that says, well, 25%, that's too high. And I go, oh, okay. You're going to, you're talking about like flipping houses or something like that. So, you know, and then that, that does sound high if you're going to do that, right. So to those people, but so when, you know, I always think, what did you, what, I mean, your total out-of-pocket costs, the interest or how, you know, whatever costs you for that 70 and you made, I mean, that's now, now when we talk about banking being the most efficient profitable business in the world, you know, that's getting in there where we're competing with the banks now, right? Because the bank loans you money at 5.2, but gives you on deposit 0.2. And people say to me, well, that's 5%. No, no, that's not how a business works. Is 0.2 is, the, is their cost. 5.2 is their profit. You divide the cost into the profit. That's 26 times. 26 well, times is well, pretty good. Plus right. fractional reserves, they get to do that 10 times. Exactly. So they get that. Yeah, they get to do that 10 times, which is why banking is. Um, and yeah, we could, by the way, we could go down that rabbit hole of the Fed and, and Nelson Nash, um, my mentor, he he would go down that road. And man, by the time you got done listening to him, you'd be ready to go uh, march on the Capitol. No, I'm just kidding. That's we're not political <laughs> here. I'm only kidding. And uh, do not march down the Capitol. Uh, but uh, all right, talk to me about um, skip the flip. Yeah, skip the flip. Secrets the one percent know about real estate investing is the manifesto of everything I've learned about how to avoid going and getting a traditional job and the vehicle and the mindset of real estate. And we can talk residential real estate, but again. I'm a huge fan of commercial real estate because we can control the values because if we control our income, we control our values in commercial real estate. And in the residential world, our, our, our neighbors, the other people negotiating other deals control our values based off of the how much they sell their properties for. And so I'm just a lot bigger fan of commercial real estate. And that was a lesson that I learned early on, right? Is that residential real estate and commercial real estate are the same level of difficulty, but commercial real estate has more zeros on the end of every check, which I liked a lot, you know? And so Skip the Flip, Secrets to 1% Know About Real Estate Investing is a book that I published just around the time that COVID hit. Uh, and luckily I've been very fortunate that the message has resonated with a lot of people. It's been a bestseller since the day I've launched it, which is really cool. Um, and I wrote this book as a way of, of just helping people, right? Whenever I graduated college, I didn't go get a job. I was financially free, which is, I'm super proud of that. And 
Um, you know, a lot of my friends after the graduation scene who were working in finance degrees, working 80, 90 hours a week, you know, seemingly in society's eyes doing well, making, you know, 70 or $80,000 a year or whatever it is, you know, as a, as a 24, 25 year old. And, uh, you know, but, but they all are like, man, I hate my job. Right. So how do I get into this real estate thing, Hayden? How do you not have a job? And, you know, so I just catch up with my old friends and, um, you know, I, I tell them about real estate. They go, yeah, but I think that I'm going to get into real estate and I think that I'm going to start flipping houses as a way to get on my job. I just go, no, like, guys, you need to skip the flip. Right. And then I go on to explain to them about everything that's wrong with house flipping from a financial freedom perspective. Why yep. I don't have anything against house flipping, but let's call it what it is. It's a, it's a business. It's a job that requires time for money. And so the whole goal, everybody wants to get into real estate for, for, you know, the quote, the passive income, the residual income. And so that's just kind of where I, I coined the term. You guys need to skip the flip. Here's what the 1%, the wealthiest people know about real estate investing. And that book is, you know, the outlining of how, uh, how the 1% approach real estate, why they invest in it from the tax benefits to leverage to inflation hedges, uh, and then all the way down to commercial real estate and how to add insane amounts of equity and value, and then withdraw that tax-free, you know, through the refinances or 1031 exchanges, which most people are just like, what are you talking about? How do I legally avoid taxes? You know, I mean, this isn't a political statement. We are not political here, but a lot of people, if you got mad whenever Donald Trump says making him, you know, smart by not paying taxes, if you got mad at that, you yeah. need to go read the tax code. Like right. he just plays by the rules. That's all anybody does. You have to play by the rules. So don't get mad at the people playing by the rules you know, get mad at the rules, but we're here. The rules are what they are. So you might as well use them. So, you know, what's funny is um, a few years ago, maybe two years ago, I was flipping through the channels one morning, have coffee and the uh, today show came up. And normally, especially while Donald Trump was president, I never watched the today show because they, they were so political that I just, I couldn't stand it. And, um, but I stopped for some reason because I don't know what what it said on this on the screen that got my attention, but they said Donald Trump lost more than a billion dollars from this year to this year. And I went, oh, no, 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 no. They're going to tell everybody that you can buy real estate, real estate. And while it's appreciating and while it's cash flowing, you can depreciate it off your taxes. I don't want them to tell everybody that. Oh, my gosh, they're going to put that on the Today Show. And they and you know what? Hey, they didn't even say that. All they wanted to do was bash Donald Trump. And, and so look I was, how bad of a businessman he is. Yeah, look at yeah. how unsuccessful he is. I think yeah. they're trying to do it with him, you know, depending on when you're watching this right now with the uh, with the DC hotel too. Yeah. You know, I haven't looked in the financials of that specifically, but it's the same thing, you know. Same thing. And and you know, it's funny because um when you think about what we're taught in school, normally and and, and there's a reason, and I mean this isn't conspiracy, this isn't political. But there's a reason why we are not taught, to, taught how money works in school, because if you want to enslave somebody, you got to keep them ignorant. And so if you want to enslave them financially, then you got to keep them financially ignorant. OK, and I'm not calling anybody ignorant. I'm just telling you that's what our society does is it, 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 they don't want to teach you how to be savvy with your money. And what they do is they want you to put your money in qualified plans like 401ks and IRAs that the government controls and you're going to keep the money in there for 20, 30, 40 years for you, Hayden. And they're not going to tell you how much they're going to charge you to withdraw it. Now you would never do a real estate deal if you didn't understand the tax consequences. I don't care what kind of deal it was, right? 
but that's 100%. what they tell us to do. So what we have to do is the reason that this podcast exists is break away. And we're trying to encourage people to take action. So um, um, skip the flip. How does somebody get access to skip the flip? Again, I wrote this book uh, to help people. I did not write this book in order to make money. If you want to go pick it off, off Amazon, Jeff Bezos makes more money than I do whenever you buy it off Amazon, but you can grab a paper book off there. But if you want it for free, I'm happy to give it out for free in audiobook or PDF. You just go to HaydenCrabtree.com forward slash free book. You can have it absolutely free. It's my gift to the world. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to go get it and, and, uh, um, I'll probably read it and listen to it. Cause I'm, I, it takes, uh, you know, that, that way I'll get, I'll get it. But, um, you know, what I like to is, um, and I'm sure there's some psychology behind this, but there's people learn things in, in groups of three, right? So, you know, you could do three things in a chapter and you can do 10 chapters, but people learn. And so you have it. And I love, and I love things. You said something earlier, you know, real estate business, Success in life, financial freedom is simple, but sim simplicity is elusive. So it's simple, but not easy. And you, but you break it down so that you can make it easier in, uh, in three keys to any deal. Right. So, well, that, so that's my, that's my second book, which just launched. So I got oh. skip to flip one, which is secrets to 1% no, and then skip to flip two is three keys to any deal. And really the main thesis around three keys to any deal is, is going back to where you're talking about this guy with $50 million is, Hey, listen, guys, you don't need the money. You need to know how to manage stuff and you need to know how to find deals. And that's the whole premise of that book is how do I go complete deals without money uh, but when I have the hustle and the action to get traction. That's awesome. And is that available on Amazon too? Yeah, this just came out two days ago. So this nice. is available on Amazon. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to both of them. I'm sorry. You know, I thought I, uh, when I saw the, the, uh, the pictures of the book, I thought it was one was the front and one was the back. So I guess I should have clarified. No, it's that. fine. It's yeah. fine. So, uh, well, that's, you know, I, I'll tell you what, that's something that somebody told me when I was about 18 years old is they said, Jim, read for an hour every single day. And if you read about any topic, you'll become an expert. And if you read for an hour a day in three to five years, you'll be, you know, you'll have more, you'll have more education than just about anybody that you know. Because if you think about it and all the classes that we teach, that we take in school, and even if you're a doctor and went to school for 17 years for some specialties, how many business classes do they take? Zero or very few, right? How many economics classes? Zero or very few. And we want our doctors to not only be the best and brightest medically, but also we want them to be financially free because you, there are some specialties you can't do when you're 60 years old or you wouldn't want to be doing that all day long. And, um, and you know, the, it, I know a lot of doctors 10 years into practice, they think, I don't want to do this anymore. And, but they're taught, put money in a profit sharing plan, do this, this, this. And it's like, they're taught the wrong things too. And, and it's something that I love the, I love the title, skip the flip one. It's easy to remember, but, but you're saying sometimes, you know, flipping makes a great TV show, right? I mean, and, and, and I know you do the same thing. I don't watch that sh the, these flipping shows very often, but when I do and I see their bottom line profit, which how do I know if that's true? It's never, I go, wow, that's a lot of drama for whatever amount of money it was. 
30, 50, whatever thousand dollars. Right. And people sitting in the audience go, well, man, if I did two of those a month, you know, yeah, but that's not how it works. And yeah, uh, people forget to pay attention to the little banners in the top right to go eight months later. You yeah. Know yeah. I, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I just watched them make 80 grand in, in 20 minutes. And it's like, yeah. well, in reality, that took them a year and they forgot to add in closing costs, carry costs, all of the stuff, you know, you, 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 you took the words out of my mouth as that was, as it, they don't give you all the details. So, but what they're doing is saying, Hey, isn't that really entertaining? Isn't that really, and I call that the noise. So flipping shows, property brothers, those kinds of things, it's, it's noise and it's noise to say, Hey, you know what? I can't do that. Or I don't want to do that or whatever it is. I'm not going to get into real estate. Right. It's kind of like when you see that commercial, the guy carrying around the big number, that's my number. If I just had that much money stagnant, sitting, dying in an account, then I can hope that I don't run out of money for the rest of my life that's your plan. That's not a good plan. That's not a good plan. We can show you a faster plan, a better plan, a more secure plan, a happier plan. And so how long, and I love this because, because I love the fact that you're in your twenties. I'm 56. I don't care if you're 86. I want, I want a client. If there's anybody out there in the audience and they're 80 or above, and they say, I want to start at building a real estate portfolio today from 80. Okay. I want a challenge. I'll get Hayden. I'll get Logan Rankin. We'll help an 80 year old, right? I'll pay whatever we got to pay to get it done because I want to show somebody they can become financially independent in three to five years, even if they're 80 years old. I mean, probably less than that. Less. I, I know I try to be, I try to under promise and over deliver, but, but you're right now versus what? trying to put $5 million in a 401k or, and then live off of 3% of that and hope you don't run out of money. That's we, you got to get rid of the noise, right? I mean, the noise lies, skip the flip means don't do what the herd does. Do Absolutely. what the 1% does. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you said earlier about Tony, you know, Hey, if you want something that somebody else has, just emulate what they do. That's why it's the secret of the 1%. If you want what the 1% have, here's what the 1% do. Here's the strategies they're using. Forget about everything else. Yeah. And you know what? You just reminded me of something there. And then what I say is take the best, leave the rest. There's nobody that you're going to meet that's going to be perfect. That's going to do it exactly the way that you want to do it. But if you find one person, three people, and that one person says, man, let me tell you about all the mistakes I made. Okay, skip those. Okay, <laughs> like take the best, leave the rest. Okay, so um, well, Hayden, I could talk to you about real estate and financial freedom and and financial independence all day long. Um, but uh, um, I, I and I want to make sure that at the end we give everybody again how to contact you and how to uh, um, you know just read your book and if there's other coaching services or boot camps or anything else that you got going on. Um, you know, we'd love to hear about it, but, um, let me ask just, just, just a, a question that I like to ask everybody. And we've talked about some great books. So if it's one of those books, that's fine. And that's cool. Cause it, it just is a reminder to tell people, Hey, go read this book again. If you didn't get, if you didn't get what Hayden got out of it and, and, you know, or the books that he's read or that I've read and that you've taken action, read them again, read them until it kicks in. But if, if you could only retain the knowledge from one book that you've ever read, what book would it be? I think it'd have to be 
Robert Kiyosaki's Cash Flow Quadrants, I think, Love is it. the number one most impactful book I've ever read. Yep. Yeah. Because you know, I was talking with my buddy the other day and uh, we were having this discussion. We were talking about why some people make progress and some people don't. And I think that we boiled it down to it's only 80% of success, maybe even more, is mindset and 20% is mechanics. And I think that book does a great job talking about the mindset piece. Absolutely. You know, another book that a lot of people that are younger don't read of his, and I think it's one of his best books. And if I were in my 20s, I wouldn't read it because I'd think I don't need a second chance, right? But the, his book, Second Chance. I love Robert Kiyosaki. It's not a great, and I'm not saying I'm a great podcaster. There, his podcast isn't like, it doesn't grab me. His books grab me. Love his books. He's probably my favorite author. If I could only retain one author, it'd be him. But the name Second Chance, he like missed the boat because only guys that are in their 50s or something that think they need a second chance. But <laughs> I don't think I need a second chance. But I put that book on Audible when I was driving for like eight hours with my wife. And normally my wife, I mean, she likes stuff like this, but it's not her passion. Um, her passion is to take care of her family and our house and our stuff. So, um, but she listened to that for eight hours straight. And she said, man, that was an amazing book. So if you haven't listened or read Second Chance, definitely a book that, uh, that you should check out. I hadn't. I, I'm going to have to go get it right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, in, it's a very good audible book too. You know, some, some books are good audible, some aren't, but I would read it or listen to audible. Either one is really good. All right. So let's, let's, uh, I, I love talking to young people, man, that are, that are getting it. Cause I think your generation, they're not going to do what, what everybody wants them to do, which is go get a job, work for 40 years, pay into the system, put your money in a qualified plan, do all of this stuff you're not going to feed Wall Street. You're not going to feed the banks. You're not going to feed the IRS more than you have to. And you'll still pay more in taxes over your lifetime than, than you know, 10 normal, all, you know, middle America uh, people. But I love the fact that this entrepreneurial spirit of your generation, and, and I love having people on here. And just remember, the other thing is Hayden started this when he's 21, he's 25, he's financially independent. That means if you're 80, you can do it by the time you're 85, right? I mean, like you said, maybe faster. But so I think young people are inspired uh, by, by people like yourself, Hayden, and so are older people. Any famous last words before we uh, wrap it up? I mean, I just appreciate it. I mean, I would tell everybody, you know, if, if you're not currently in the real estate world, pick up, skip the flip. Uh, listen to it, read it, whatever you got to do. The, the, it's the best information I have in there, you know, and then after that, after you learn the numbers, I just came out with a, a new program called My Property Stats that I think will change the way that real estate investing is done. And I'd love for everybody to go check out mypropertystats.com because uh, there's going to be some really good stuff over there that's going to change the way that, uh, that real estate investing is done from kind of this hidden asset, as Robert Kiyosaki calls it, insider deals to more of a, you know, mainstream where everybody's talking about real estate investing. So definitely go check that out. You know, we didn't even get into, you know, how real estate and owning businesses um, fight inflation, but, um, you know, uh, we'll, uh, in future uh, episodes, I mean, I know the audience has heard me pound on that, but, you know, inflation is, is a stealth tax. 
and you're being taxed right now, you have to be in something that's asset based like real estate or like businesses to where we can raise prices, we can raise rents, everything else. That's why when they say they're they're gonna they're gonna raise taxes on the on the rich. No, they're not. They're gonna raise taxes on the poor, and that's how it always works. And if you haven't read another book, okay, just a, a last plug on a book is Frederick Bastiat's uh and I can never say his last name right, but it's called The Law. And if you haven't read it and how people plunder, legal plunder, they take from people their property and give it to somebody else or to the government, you got to read that book because uh, it'll it'll open your eyes. All right. HaydenCrabtree.com and MyPropertyStats.com. Go there, get some great information. Hayden, thank you so much for, for being my guest and spending so much time with us today. And until next time, if you're in the herd, nothing good happens in the herd. You got to break away. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now, let me say that again. We become what we think about. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.